Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Today. The Bills are still haunted by Belichick and now Tom Brady. Did the Ravens season end today? Plus, should Cowboys fans be scared of these ugly wins? I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. The Buffalo Bills sure made it interesting, but the Tampa Bay Buccaneers hold off Josh Allen and company 33-27 in overtime. A touchdown pass to newly acquired Brashad Perriman to get the win. Joining me now from Locked on Buccaneers, Jamie Archo and James. This was a game that the Buccaneers controlled really from, from start to almost finish. How concerned are you about the way that this game ended for the Buccaneers and the way the Bills were able to come back? Because this is a very crowded NFC field and they, they can't do that against some of these teams in the NFC if they want to go to the Super Bowl again. Yeah, I don't know if I'm overly concerned just because the Bills have, you know, uh, one of the best offenses in the NFL, one of the best defenses in the NFL. Their record just doesn't happen to reflect that. So when you have a team that can score from anywhere on the field at any point in time, you know, no lead is going to be safe. Now, you kind of would have thought that a 24 to 3 halftime lead would have been safe, but the <laughs> Bills are able to, you know, march down the field in, in barely over two minutes and, and score a touchdown and and it just it looked like a completely different defense for the Buccaneers in the second half. But make no mistake about it, the Bills are better than a seven and six record, and and they showed that they went toe to toe with the defending champions, a team that is on the verge of winning their division next week against the New Orleans Saints. So I'm not overly concerned. There were still plenty of good things that that we saw, and, and down the stretch, you know, I think a win like this to let a team come back, have a gutty performance you know, win it in the end, I think is going to help actually propel them a little bit rather than deter them from going up against teams like the Packers or the Cardinals. And, and and one thing that I think we have to mention here is Carlton Davis understanding that he might've gotten away with some, some, you know, extra legal things in terms of, of guarding, but Stefan Diggs, seven catches, 74 yards on 13 targets. When it comes to one of the best receivers in the league, that is, is really getting the job done in a lot of ways. What does he bring that this team needs down the stretch? He brings a guy that has the confidence that he can go up against any team's number one receiver. And coming back off of that injury, you know, he injures his quad against the Patriots early in the season. A bad injury. Yeah, he's going to continue to get better as the season goes on. We saw it with Sean Murphy Bunting, who got hurt in week one against Dallas. His first week back, he was okay. Second week, he was a little bit better. Now he's starting to be in midseason form, and, and this was just Carlton Davis' second game back. Yeah, a big thing about kind of those extracurriculars in the end zone, the refs were kind of letting these guys be physical. We saw some physicality yep. between Gronk and Jackson there that, that went uncalled, which makes the pass interference call that helped Mike Evans in the overtime a little iffy to me because the refs were truly letting these guys play. If there was hand fighting between the two, they were letting it go. And that's the kind of football I enjoy watching, but yeah, I, you easily could have thrown a flag on that one, just like you did on the Mike Evans penalty, but they didn't. And, you know, I think any, uh, any fan of any team would, would be okay with their team getting away with that. Thanks for making Locked On Today your first listen of the day. Coming up, did the Ravens season end today when Lamar Jackson went down? 
Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. What happened on Sunday night? Well, Green Bay did not look great early. They went down 10-0, but ended up outscoring the Bears 17-0 in the third quarter. That was the ticket. They ended up winning 45-30. Yes, 45-30, one of the highest scoring games ever in the Packers-Bears rivalry. Green Bay goes to 10-3 in the NFC, just a half game behind the Cardinals, who played tonight on Monday night. You can only beat whoever is on your schedule. Unfortunately for the Titans, well, now it's Jacksonville. Tyler Rowland here, host of the Locked On Titans podcast, with my instant reaction to the Tennessee Titans 20 0 win over the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Titans needed this when the Titans break a two game losing streak after their bye week and get some positive momentum as they head towards the final push of the season. In this game, the Titans offense was a tad inconsistent, but the Titans defense was absolutely dominant. The Titans get their first shutout at home since 2000, led by the Titans defensive line, Jeffrey Simmons, Danico Autry, Harold Landry, even Derek Roberson had great contributions. So a big time win for the Titans in a game they should have won against what looks like the worst team in the NFL. The Titans magic number for clinching the playoffs is now two. They need any combination of Titans wins or Colts losses that add up to two to secure the AFC South. After getting shut out by the Titans, things went further south for the Jags. Urban Meyer was asked to address the latest rumors that came out on Saturday that he and receiver Marvin Jones had a screaming match and that he called the assistant coaches losers. No, seriously, that is a thing that happened, according to reports, that he called his coaches losers. What did Urban Meyer have to say? That's garbage. What someone's brother said, or someone said, someone said, That will occupy very little of my time, and if there is a source, that source is unemployed. I mean, within seconds, if there's someone's source that's doing that. Okay, whatever you say, Urban. Kevin Durant couldn't let the NFL take all the headlines on Sunday. Doug Norrie, Locked On Nets here, coming at you following a 116-104 victory by the Brooklyn Nets over the Detroit Pistons. No James Harden, no problem, because the Nets have a guy named Kevin Durant. My boy KD, 51 points in this game, 41 minutes, took the full load and took over. The Nets did it on the back of a fourth quarter, just kind of stampede. They outscored the Pistons 30-13 to during that frame. It was all Kevin Durant in this thing, 51 points, 9 assists, 7 rebounds, a bunch of defensive stats as well. He's the best player in the game. I don't really know what to say. Solidified that, cemented it, uh, put a stamp on it, did everything he needed to tonight, put the full team on his back with a win over Detroit on the road. Follows a nice weekend. They beat Atlanta on Friday as well. We're going to be covering the whole kit and caboodle over on the Locked On Nets podcast. Go check it out. That's what happened last night. Here's what to look for coming up on betonline.ag, your number one spot for all your college football or NFL action this season. Week 14 in the NFL isn't quite over yet. The Arizona Cardinals 
host the LA Rams in the battle of two of the best teams in the NFC on Monday Night Football. The bet online is at aging line for this game. Arizona favored by one. Looking ahead to Thursday night as we head into week 15, the Kansas City Chiefs go to LA to play the Chargers. Bet online has this game. The Chiefs giving three and a half on the road in LA. Already, I don't love that. I would I would be on the Chargers in this game. And next weekend, we have Saturday NFL. The Cleveland Browns are six-point favorites at home against the Las Vegas Raiders, according to betonline.ag. For all your gambling needs, betonline.ag has you covered. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to get a 50% welcome bonus on that first deposit. Don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON to get that bonus. Here is another story you need to know. The Baltimore Ravens made a game effort to come back and scare the Cleveland Browns, but ultimately they fall 24-22 to in a critical AFC North matchup. Joining me now from Locked on Ravens is Kevin Ostriker. And Kevin, the, the bigger story here right now is that Lamar Jackson left this game on a cart with an ankle injury. Baltimore has been very close to the vest with the information on this. This is a team that has been brutalized by injuries. How close are they to the proverbial point of no return with all the guys they have out? Yeah, you know, Peter, it just seemed like the Lamar Jackson injury was the one that puts this team in like, okay, this is really just like a season of just terrible things time and time again. And they've made some magic out of it, you know, being eight and five, you know, having this team being where it is right now, it's impressive all things considered, but this Jackson injury, you know, they're going to look at how the ankle responds in the coming days here, see if he'll be able to play next week or if it's a high ankle sprain, which is not known at this point, it could be, you know, it's a season ender for him because that's usually around four to six weeks, depending on how it responds. So yeah, the point of no return, this has been a team that's responded well to injuries, but at some point you have to look at it and say, they, they cap a ceiling for any NFL team. You know, you, would you rather have Devonta Freeman and Latavius Murray or J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards? You'd rather have Dobbins and Edwards, definitely. So with Jackson, there's a clear drop-off in talent with Tyler Huntley. Not to say Huntley is not a serviceable quarterback, but, you know, Lamar Jackson is somebody who just brings so much to this offense. So I think that if Jackson does end up missing a week, two weeks, three weeks, it could really put a damper on this season for them because they started off so strong despite the injuries, and now they they continue. It hasn't stopped piling up, and they're really starting to take their toll as we head down the stretch here. Well, and they have the Packers coming in in a week. So it's not like I mean, there is no rest for the weary here with Baltimore, but this is a team that still feels like if they're healthy, at least given the players that are available to them at the moment, that they could be a playoff team, right? So what do you need to see over the next couple of weeks that says, okay, if this team gets into the dance, they could be dangerous in the AFC? Yeah, well, once you hit the playoffs, Peter, I mean, it's a whole different season. So you're right. Anything can happen once you hit that stage. But what I need to see is just overall offensive consistency. The offense has been the clear weak point of this team over the past five weeks. Mm. They've barely been able to put together any type of scoring drive points. They haven't scored a first quarter touchdown since week six. That's over 115 minutes of first quarter action consecutively that they have not punched the ball in the end zone. So, you know, they're a a second half team. They're, They're a team that kind of responds when you punch them in the mouth, right? They go down really big at halftime, and then the defense comes to play against Cleveland. No points allowed in the second half. The offense puts together a couple of drives, but it's just too little too late, and that was the case in Pittsburgh as well. 
So for now, whether it's Huntley, whether it's Jackson, the offense as a whole wasn't performing well with either of them in there. And people are now arguing that, hey, the offense was moving better with Tyler Huntley. And look, there's no talk of benching Lamar Jackson in Baltimore. Don't worry about that. But people are saying, what is wrong with the offense to the point where we saw in 2019, this team was outscoring teams by 30, 40 points on a weekly basis. I mean, it is the injuries to an extent, but it's overall play calling, overall execution. If they can get that together, string together a one or two, they can get into the playoffs and then anything can happen. Coming up, should Cowboys fans be scared of these ugly wins? Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Built Bar is the perfect treat this holiday season. You're going to eat a lot of things that are delicious, that might, might make you feel less than stellar. And that's okay. Listen, the holidays are for enjoying yourselves. Everyone should be enjoying the holidays. It's great. Enjoy yourselves. Hashtag treat yourself. We don't do that anymore, but hashtag treat yourself. It's okay. Do that. But there are plenty of times when you can have something delicious that doesn't make you feel guilty about it. That doesn't make you feel like, oh, why did I do that? Built Bar is that thing. They've got delicious flavors, cookies and cream, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate. If you like a little fruit, raspberry, cherry, it gives you that extra fuel to power through a family situation that maybe you're not super into. <laughs> we, we talk about that a lot with Thanksgiving. Christmas can be the same kind of way. Other holidays, listen, I understand. Built Bar is delicious and good for you. That's what you need to know about Built Bar. And I've been telling you about it for, I mean, years now. Years. The chocolate. You know, the holiday season is about sweets. It's about treating yourself. But also giving yourself something that is good for your body. And that's what Built is all about. High in protein, high in fiber, low in fat, low in net carbs, low in sugar, Go to built.com and use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order. That's built.com and the promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order. Agree or disagree? This is the Q of the Day. The Dallas Cowboys nearly had to pull a victory out of the jaws of defeat, but they're able to hold off the Washington football team at 27-220. Joining me now from Locked on Cowboys is Marcus Mosher and Marcus I had your co-host on just a week ago, it seems, talking about another ugly win that should have been a lot less ugly for the Dallas Cowboys. At what point does not being able to put these teams away, that th the teams they should beat, become troubling to you? I'm not that worried about it, Peter, because you just won a divisional game on the road during a 1 p.m. kickoff, which is kind of weird for Dallas. It's just not a big deal. Like, you got a victory. You don't have to apologize because it wasn't pretty. The defense absolutely dominated in this game. Dak did not play well. I just don't don't apologize for wins. It's too hard to win in the NFL. Micah Parsons was unbelievable in this game. Now that they have Randy Gregory back and they have Demarcus Lawrence back, what do you do with Micah Parsons? Because it seems like, as a pass rusher, he is pretty close to unstoppable right now. Yeah, I mean, you just line them up wherever you can have a mismatch. In this game, the Cowboys used them on the edge. They used them a little bit over top of the center. That's the beauty of somebody like Mark, Micah Parsons is you don't have to pigeonhole him into one spot. Uh, he was actually dropping back in coverage, almost had two interceptions in this game. 
Uh, yeah, I just I just think that's it's one of the luxuries the Cowboys have on defense right now. They have so many p- good pass rushers. They're trying to find ways to use them all. Dak Prescott has not played the, the same level that we saw early in the season the last month or so. What, what is missing from him in this offense right now? Because he does not look to be in the same kind of rhythm he was to start the season. Yeah, he's not. He, this is some of the worst football he's played in a long time. He's just not seeing things clearly. He's taking way too many short routes rather than pushing the ball down the field. Is it you know partly because of the calf injury? Is it because they've just had so much change in the offensive line and wide receivers? I don't know. Uh, but he's just not playing well. And the Cowboys need him to play better if they're going to have any shot to come out of the NFC this year. Yeah, 3-3 three and three in their last six games. But they do have now a monster lead in the NFC East. They have to have their sights set higher than that, though. Do they need to get the one seed? I mean, I think the one seed would be nice, but obviously they're, I don't think they're going to do that, right? They already have four <laughs> losses. Everybody, you know, there's three teams ahead of them right now. Um, no, I just think I, I, I think they're probably going to end up being the four seed, probably going to play the Rams in the first round. Uh, but I don't know. They just need to play better, Peter. That's really all there is to it. And finally, the Denver Broncos honored Demarius Thomas on Sunday after he tragically passed away last week. His former number, 88, could be seen everywhere across the stadium after a moment of silence in the stadium, as well as a video tribute played on all the screens just before kickoff. The Broncos lined up for the game's first play from scrimmage with just 10 players in formation. On a first and 10 from the Denver 25-yard line to open the game, the 10 players stood motionless and waited for the play clock to wind all the way down for a delay of game penalty. The Detroit Lions declined the penalty, understanding this was an homage to Demarius Thomas. The Denver Broncos put an exclamation point on this tribute with a 38-10 win over the Detroit Lions with a 14-play touchdown drive that went You guessed it, 88 yards. Incredible. Thanks for making Locked On Today your first listen of the day. Now that you've got the news, go make some money. Make your second listen, Locked On Bets. Download and subscribe free and available on all platforms. Coming up Tuesday, two of the top NFC teams square off, but only one can win. So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on today.